Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, we'll have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. He's going to be talking about a same-sex marriage at a military mass wedding, a first here in Taiwan. And also, we'll have for you Status Update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. How's it going out there in Radio Land or in, uh, well, Facebook Land? That's also a land, right? Is it's that all, a land? I'm, yeah, why not? I think, isn't Facebook like the third largest nation by population or something? Oh, my goodness. That's now you're I scaring me. I'm you're not. freaking me out there, Leslie. <laughs> um, hey, it's November. It's In fact, it's November the 2nd. We want to welcome everybody who is listening via Facebook and radio uh, to here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan, and today I'm with Leslie Liao. Do you want to say it? Well, it doesn't matter. You already said it for me. It's okay. But I would like to give a shout-out to my brother, Vincent. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Vincent. That's right. I don't know if he's going to watch. Maybe. He's the baseball expert, right? That's right. He's the guy we interviewed on uh, Taiwan Insider. So a big happy birthday to Vincent. Also, a big shout-out to... Who? Jim and Jane Ryan. Oh, yeah. Jim and Jane. Jim Bob and Jane Ryan, (laughs) whom um, I thought it was hilarious. Andrew was telling me that they thought this was a new show. Well, I mean, it is for Facebook, right? So if you're watching on Facebook, this is definitely a newish show, right? I hope they're watching right now. I Uh, think they are. Jim and and, uh, Jane... I'm glad you guys love love our new show. I'm glad we can invigorate it to the point that people think it's a new show. Just a little reminder, Leslie's the one that used to uh, be really afraid of my mom because she's a librarian. Oh, uh, you brought that up. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, I need to apologize. No, he apologizes every time that you know there's any interaction with my mom. I was such a terrible library card holder. Oh, but I think you've made up for it, though. You're, you're doing much better these days. I hope so. Yes. I hope so. All right, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about a tropical storm which looks like it's approaching taiwan also the big pride parade i guess it was the biggest in the world in the time of you coronavirus there, right? i was there yeah, yeah, yeah in fact i helped build a float i'm going to tell you all about it today um stimulus coupons or oh, as yeah. or as leslie likes to call the story stim coops stim coops <laughs> stim coops I, I think they're officially named vouchers but for some reason stim coops just roll off the tongue better leslie we ran out of music and we're still talking about what we're going to talk about in today's show. You know what? Forget the rest of the topic. Let's just get just this thing started. All right. I think before we do anything, we should probably tell you about this uh, tropical storm. Do you know anything about this tropical storm? No, you tell me. Uh, the, the only thing I know about tropical storms this year is that they have none have hit Taiwan directly. And um, there's a super typhoon right now going on in the Philippines. A concern, yes, yeah, yes. And there's one about to hit Taiwan. Well, let me show you this little fancy picture here uh, with the headline, Tropical Storm Forecast to Bring Rain to Taiwan Later This Week. Um, so see all that? Can you see that there? Yeah, they can see that right there. Okay, so you can't see me, but that's okay. Leslie's better looking. Uh, this, uh, we got we got a little bit of typhoon action, <laughs> the double typhoon. I like this. I'm doing the whole weatherman thing. Look at that. It looks like we could get a little action finally this year, although... 
to be honest, like we don't like typhoons um, because it's dangerous, especially with landslides, mountain slides, nothing to laugh about. Agriculture damage. Agriculture damage. Mm-hmm. But we actually need these typhoons. You know why? Oh, why is that? Because of the water shortage. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have typhoons, you don't have water, and then we end up having rationing throughout the rest of the year. So uh, hopefully that will bring a little bit much-needed rainfall. Just a look at what we're looking at here. This is Tropical Storm Atsani, um, which I guess as of Monday was uh, still 900 kilometers southeast of Taiwan, moving in a northwesterly direction at a speed of 20 kilometers an hour. That's according to the Central Weather Bureau. Uh, remains to be seen whether or not it's going to actually cross over Taiwan, but we should get a little bit of rainfall. So maybe stay away, but like come close enough so we get the rain. I've been doing news videos and like the Air Force trying to uh, make rain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me about that. That that looks fascinating. Well, it was just like apparently there's two different ways of doing it, and it's like cold induced uh, artificial rain and and hot and like warm induced artificial rain. And what they do is they just go into the air. And when the humidity is really high, but not yet ready, ready to rain, they just take a huge plane up there and they just start spraying like cold salt water, salt water into the particles to like saturate the clouds and try and get it to rain. It like it's encouraging rain. It's not like making rain. But okay, so but it's not going to make the rain taste salty, is it? Like, I mean, oh. you know how like when you're little and you kind of look up at the heavens and. Stick yeah. out your tongue. You probably don't want to do that in any way. <laughs> Taiwan, I think Taiwan has acid rain, so like I think Ooh. salt would be the least of your concerns at that point. Yeah. Okay, so the lesson we've learned here, don't drink the rain. Don't drink the rain. But I think it's just a vat of salt water. It's not the whole... Like, all, all the rain is not going to taste salty flavor. It's just no, going to be no, a little no. bit. It's just, I think it's, it's something to do with, like, science, chemistry, particles, <laughs> uh, catalysts, you know. And I, I just that. When we don't know what to say, like, it's, it's, it's science-related. I just chemistry, try and say smart words. Numbers, big words. <laughs> all right, so we're going we're gonna to leave that there for now. Um, hopefully, we won't have too many problems from this typhoon, but it will bring a little bit of rain. Let's move on to our next story. Let's move. Okay, so the big Pride Parade, and I'm just going to drop a very nice link in our uh, comment section it there for you. It was a huge Pride Parade. Um, I, was, I was around there, actually, and what was it? There was like four different routes? Uh, no, just two, two different routes. Two different routes. Uh, do you see that link? Did it drop it? It did. Yeah. Okay, so two different routes. Um, there was a north route and a south route, um, and I actually <laughs> printed out. I printed out an article to share. I love these visual aids you have. Unfortunately, I printed out an A3, which is actually probably pretty good for you. Um, but maybe, again, not so great for me showing my face. <laughs> and not so great for the environment. Um, but yeah, so Taiwan, only place in the world that has a pride parade during the pandemic, a full-scale pride parade. Because I think some places did have like a kind of a, a pared-down version, a socially distant version. Is that, version. A, was that a thing? Yeah, I, I think some places just kind of very casual gatherings, but also distanced and masked and everything. But because Taiwan had 200 days of no new domestic cases of COVID-19, so we were actually able to hold a full-scale uh, pride parade. Uh, originally, they were worried that it was going to bring numbers down to about 80,000 people, uh, down from 200 last year, uh, because you know people from overseas can't travel to Taiwan um, but they uh, estimates say 130,000 people showed up, and from my vantage point, it definitely looked like there were tons of people. There were tons of people. I was around that area during the parade time, 
and it was really just um, stuck. Mm-hmm. Like the traffic was, yeah. Like I, I don't even know how it happened because in Taiwan the roads are like four different um, like sections, right? Mm-hmm. And they only partitioned off one section of the road. Yeah. And but like it was squeezed, man. And- well, it depends on the road too, because like we went down Renai, which if you're familiar with Taipei is a very busy inner uh, kind of a thoroughfare in Taipei, and we went straight down the middle. Um, so that's like four lanes of traffic in the middle that we um, pretty much blocked off. And then there were uh, two lanes on either side that were still open to traffic. But it took us two hours to get from Taipei City Government up to Zhongxiao and Dunhua, which is kind of the main that's, shopping intersection. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. That's like a, a step every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just approximating yes, here. Yes, that. <laughs> what you said. Yes, I mean it, it was it was a great turnout. People were some people were wearing masks. Uh, a lot of people were were feeling pretty comfortable not wearing was- masks as well, um, just because again we haven't had any domestic cases of COVID nineteen um, since uh, April twelfth, I believe, was the last confirmed domestic case of COVID nineteen. Everything else has been from outside of Taiwan. Um, now, I actually helped build the magical unicorn float. Did you see that? I think I did. Like, there, was there only one unicorn float, or there had to be more than one? Uh, I, I only saw one unicorn float. Okay. I don't think there was more than one. Do you know what? Then I think I got you on camera. You got me on camera? Yeah, because I, I saw a uniform, uh, unicorn float across the street, but I was just like, <laughs> you know what? Unicorns are pretty ubiquitous in pride, so I don't know if I got Andrew. I'll show you the picture later because we're using the phone to control the camera right now. But yes. I'll confirm with you, and if I did, I'll be like, oh, wow. But then again, by judging by how slow you were going, I probably could have went there within like a three-hour window and still saw you anyway. Well, yes, and also I should point out I wasn't actually on the float. I like to say that I was like – Float peripheral or like float adjacent. You were float peripheral. Uh, float peripheral, <laughs> because there were some pretty fabulous people there with the float. Uh, there were a couple of drag queens. There were um, some people wearing uh, rainbow colored tutus, and you know I just can't compete with that. So I thought, you know what? Let's let's leave it to them. And also because the focus was on um, so queer femme or people who are assigned female at birth, Mm. or uh, trans women, trans men. So it's basically people who are usually underrepresented in the uh, LGBTQ community. So I wanted to give space for the people that actually need more representation. You're always about that, you know... I shine in the spotlight on other people. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, you're, Inclusion. You're, you're, you're very. I have to say, Andrew, you're very good about inclu- being inclusive and inclusivity. I think people get enough Andrew Ryan on here in Taiwan. <laughs> they don't need. Me, they don't need me for the rest. <laughs> or the rest of uh, everything. So it was good though to see a lot of people. There was good weather. There was actually a rainbow. Oh Did yeah, you, I saw you the that. Rainbow? That was. I was just like, wow, this is a little on the nose. But then again, <laughs> you can't really call that right. Well planned. Well planned. Yes, well planned. Uh, so at any rate, that was the Pride Parade. I do want to say that there were people calling for two more social issues in Taiwan. Even though Taiwan is the first um, country in Asia that has same-sex marriage, yeah. they're still calling for transnational same-sex marriage. So essentially right now, if you're Taiwanese, you can only marry people who come mm. from a country where same-sex marriage is legal. That's right. The new power party caucus, the legislative caucus, actually wanted to amend the current same-sex marriage laws to include cross-national unions, mm-hmm. which I think is 
correct, and I think it, there, there's no reason why that won't that won't get support. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that that's probably only a matter of time. The other thing, which is probably a little bit trickier, is uh, same-sex couples that want to adopt children. Oh. Uh, right now, you can only adopt children if you adopt as a single individual. So either a married heterosexual couple or a single individual. Um, even if you're a single individual, it's still very, very difficult to adopt children unless you are biologically related to said children. Wait, oh. what? <laughs> well, mm. is that? No, that's no, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's a very ex- that's a very extreme circumstance, I guess. Like, Wait, I that... guess you would have to disown them at one point. And then... Well, no, 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 no. It could be not your children. It could be like your. Oh, it could be like your sister's children gotcha. or okay, your okay, okay. brother's children. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. if you're a family member, I think it's easier to do that. Gotcha. If I'm wrong, leave a message, a comment below. We would love to hear from you. Um, so let's look at some of the people who are writing in. What do we have okay, so far? So we have Douglas North. Uh, he says, you guys are so casual. Uh, Jen Dolari says, I do like your guys' style the best, honestly. You know, just keep it casual. Keep it casual. Douglas North says, happy birthday, Vincent. I'm sure he will uh, appreciate that. He says, I love your flamingo shirt, Andrew. Yes. Uh, this. Thank you very much. This, uh, I don't know. It felt like a pink flamingo kind of day. It's not bad. <laughs> he says, Leslie looks very fit just saying. Well, you know what? He says that comment when I have a bucket of fried chicken in the work fridge upstairs waiting for me. But it, <laughs> I ate a, I, I ate an apple pie you gave me right before we started this stream. <laughs> so this is this is part of my plan to like bring it like us closer together in terms of fitness. Uh, I feed him like sweets. Dessert. It was so good. That apple pie was so good. Like it was a tart filling, but that flaky pastry crust was just so buttery and nice and just had the perfect amount of sugar on it. I'm sorry about <laughs> I'm getting, that. I'm getting lost in apple I, pie. I have to tell you, though, this is actually a mutual thing. He actually brings me sweets, too. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't. I mean, it's not me being devious. I swear. I uh, swear. We just share this love of uh, sweet things. <laughs> Jessica Chang says, hi, Leslie and Andrew, our editor for Taiwan Insider. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Jen Dolari, if you can make rain salty, just go a step further and start with the flavored rain, like fruit-flavored or candy-flavored rain. You know what you got me thinking about? Like Kool-Aid mix. Why don't you just start spraying Kool-Aid mix in the air and see what happens? I, I say if you're going to get salt in the rain, we might as well get like margarita mix. Because then salt where, plus margaritas. Love where your head's at, though. Um, we got um, Gilbert Tim Daviola Tim Tim. Bom dia. I think that's Portuguese. Yes. So Portuguese. either Brazil or Portugal. Uh, time difference, I'm guessing probably uh, Portugal. Brazil. No, oh, you think? You know, they said they wrote Brazil right here. Yay. Um, float up. Float. Float. Float referral. Float referral. Uh, I like yeah, that. You know what? <laughs> that Make that wins. Hashtag float referral. <laughs> Very nice from India. Oh, Jen Dolari says, as a trans woman, I super pre- uh, appreciate the visibility. Awesome. So, what uh, what are your pronouns? Make sure we want to make sure we're using yeah, them correctly. Yeah, we would like to uh, be very careful about that. We'll yes. be sensitive to that, at least what it is. Or anybody, actually, anybody who's listening now, if we use the wrong pronouns, do let us know. We yeah, try to us. we try to stay on board with that kind of thing. Uh, Andrew, he, him. Um, Leslie, he, him. Done and done. Yeah. All right, we've got much more to come. Don't go away. All right, we're going to now segue into something else that happened this past weekend, and that is our the fittest man in the English service ran how many kilometers? Uh, 12 and a half. Oh, man. It and was, how fast did you do that? It was I did it in an hour and 12 minutes. So that comes down to around 545 a kilometer. 
five minutes and 45 seconds, yeah. not five hours. That would be me. Five hours and 40. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, I ran the, it was the Taipei City anti-drug race. I got the medal right here. Oh, it cool. Was, Let me see that. Yeah, it was sponsored by Rotary International, which is uh, the, the volunteer organization. Uh, I, I do like collecting, you know, you, you tell no, me sorry. if I run a certain <laughs> amount and you're going to give me something shiny on a necklace, I definitely want it. But you have to wake up at like four in the morning. So that means I basically uh, had to sacrifice Halloween. Oh, man. It was cool, though. Uh, you get to see. Oh, man. There's so many, so many things to say about that race. But uh, about a third of the way through during my fourth kilometer, I saw people starting to run the other way. Run the other way. Yeah, so that means that, like with the, when I was just about a third done, they were 70 percent done. Oh, no. So I was just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, so it was like a loop. So they're, yeah. they're coming back. Yeah. So I we see. started okay. at the presidential office and then we go up like a highway and then we loop around where the highway ends and then we go back to the presidential office. It was really cool. Um, you were running along the highway? Yeah. They, they close it off. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, because you're running at like four in the morning, right? Yeah, I'm not. I was like, is it the same thing as the Pride Parade where you're kind of like taking up one lane? No, and no, no, cars no, no. Went past you. They they have it all off, man. And um, about six thousand people ran in my um, in in my same in the same bracket as me. And, do you know um, how how you did like in terms of uh, to, what place you came in? I do. I think I was around like six hundred out of five thousand. I think four thousand. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, it was nice, but like when you start seeing people, like I, I like when you when I saw like that, that dude run the other way, he was clearly in front of everybody else, and like I visibly had to like stop and look back. I was like, "What is?" I'm like, "No!" I was just like, "No way!" That guy was so fast; he was booking it. So did he win? I'm guessing he had to. Must there have was won. A, there was a cash prize um, on offer, but that was it was like that that blew my mind how fast he was going because. I started running, and then I was thinking, like, okay, how fast did he have to be to be to, to, to be that fast? And then at one point, like, my mind was more concerned with math than it was with um, actually running the race. <laughs> actually, not bad. Brings your mind off of the task at hand. Uh, off of the pain. Off the pain and the, <laughs> yeah, the breathing. Although, maybe if you sink into your breath, that's probably a better technique. Yeah, so out of, yeah. um, out of the everybody who ran a 5K, I'm sorry, I was, I was 623 out of 4,000. Um, in my gender, I ranked 510 out of 2,652. And in my group, I was 92 out of 546. But you got to, like, you see some amazing thing do- things during races, man. Um, you see anybody wearing costumes or kind of like... No. Sometimes they do that, right? They, they usually do do that. Last run I did, I saw people, like, running in wedding dresses in a Teletubbies cost- costume, which is insane to me. I mean, how do you run with all that stuff on? That's, you I mean, that's overheat. Nuts. You overheat. and that's um, not okay. But that was just fascinating. And just to see, uh, oh, there were refueling stations, right? And then I didn't I didn't stop the refueling stations just because. So that's like water. Did they have chocolate and stuff like that? Or? They had uh, bananas. Oh, bananas. They had cookies. Yeah. But the, there was another race going on at the same time over this weekend, which is the Penghu Marathon. And that was either a 5K or a half marathon. Okay. Wait, I heard they had really weird refueling stations. Well, yeah, their refueling stations had like crab, lobster. <laughs> Uh, soups, uh, fine seafood. No, come on, that's stupid. Who has time for soup during a marathon? Well, I mean, I, it's like, hold on, I'm gonna sit down and. I, mean, I was, you don't sit down, do you? No, you don't. You don't. Like you're supposed to eat and run, and at the same time, like when John Van Trieste, our other uh, English service member, he did the story. I was like, I kind of want to do that. I'm so glad I didn't, yeah. because like seafood and running is the number one formula for tossing your cookies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's how you just. 
<laughs> that's how you that is cramp city right there <laughs> i just would feel like nauseous yeah. like i just it would i can't imagine what that feel like oh it, it's good, not good you know because seafood's so high in cholesterol yeah 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 that's a bad idea i mean you could do it like kind of like you know the the seafood delight tourist version of a run where you don't you're not really worried about the time but you stop at every stop yeah. and like by the time you're like kind of you know you're full and then you run some more to to, to get rid of the weight and then you yeah, i was so i'm so like when i after like i stopped at the fourth pit stop i was so glad i'm like i'm so glad i'm not in Punghu right now because like i love seafood right and there, i would stop and then i could just see myself purging <laughs> and then refueling at every other refueling station it was like well i lost all that lobster before so i gotta go get some more lobster sort of like the ancient romans and it just becomes this whole like vicious cycle of me wanting to you know get all the bang for my buck but like lobster balls at a marathon that's insane to me i didn't know lobsters oh never mind i'm not gonna say that on the air <laughs> i just i just want to know like who thought about that who in the because this was a, the tourism bureau thing it's like who in the tourism bureau was just like you know what would go good good together seafood and running well what okay so what what would be worse than seafood and running uh well alcohol right oh, yeah, like that. you could have a like a the the type a beer festival <laughs> type a beer festival marathon that would that <laughs> i don't know there's there's an argument to be made about like hydration right carbonation was is gonna kill you definitely Ooh. but the hydration mm. factor i mean yeah lobster, i don't know lobster balls at a marathon man like i'm just so glad i didn't find out how bad it could have gone for me <laughs> all right we're gonna move from lobster ball marathon to what Leslie likes to call Stim Coops. Stim Coops, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, stimulus coupons. It's one of the programs where you put 1,000 new Taiwan dollars into it and you get uh, 3,000 new Taiwan dollars in value back. And y you can essentially buy anything with the 3,000 new Taiwan dollars that you get, which is about like 30, 30 American dollars for 100 US dollars, right? So, you pay $30 and you get $100 worth of coupons. Yeah. And my friend actually explained this to me really well. And she's a finance major. She was just like, well, think about it. You're giving the government $1,000 in actual cash and they're giving you three thousand dollars in something close to cash so you're giving them like a, a cash infusion and you're getting something that's probably 80 85 percent like cash okay but you know it's, it's got its limitations but at the same time how are you not going to spend like a hundred dollars on groceries so like she explained to me really well anyway originally that coupon program was only eligible to citizens and not like visa holders or permanent visa holders like Yourself. <laughs> but good uh good good news for you, Andrew, is that they are talking about opening it up. Um I think they have opened it up, right? Uh, I I don't I don't think it's finalized yet, Super but it's, close. Like, it's it's very close. Are you sure they haven't opened it up? I'm not a, I, from the article that I wrote I read that uh they did not open it up yet. Allow me to write an article in which it allows. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just start encouraging the oops. Well, I have to say, though, that the reason why that they are considering opening up to APRC holders is because they realize the original stimulus voucher program actually helped the economy. So right. it's not because we're taxpayers and we should be treated equally. It's more because we'll help the economy, too. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to complain if they want to give me vouchers or allow me to buy. I'm going to warn you, man. I yes. spent mine really fast. How fast? Like one purchase, like I, just one purchase, I, it was all gone. Because I was like, "Oh, I have all this extra money, whoop, all gone." Well, so what did you buy? Uh, clothes. Oh, see, 
That's why he's looking so shy, guys. Well, that's exactly why, you know, that's exactly what the government wants, right? They want you to just spend the money as fast as you can. They don't want you to, like, hold on to it. They don't want you to, like, bury it like a beagle. So he is a, he's a patriot, folks. I'm doing my job. He's doing his I'm stimulating civic duty. the economy. <laughs> All right. Well, we're almost out of time today. We want to just uh, respond to some people who have written in. Uh, Mickey Lin says, good afternoon. Good dinner time. Jen Dolari says, here in Taiwan, casual Mondays with Andrew and Leslie. Douglas North, in response to a question, dairy and running. That's actually a terrible combination. Oh. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. Um, Jen Delari says she, her, so we've been getting it right. Okay. Uh, we have Badare Parsad Verma Anjan says, I am very a treat program. I am Indian. Namaste. Namaste. And uh, we got... Oh, okay. I think we're getting some new stuff. Uh, wow, so many people have written in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exciting to see a lot of people who are tuning in for the first time. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's looks like we got a lot of comments, man. I love this. I love. I like this new casual style, Andrew. I think we've, we're onto something here. I think we found the special sauce. If yeah. you think we found special sauce, leave a comment below. Special sauce. Of course, slam that like and share button to hashtag float referral. <laughs> float referral. Well, thank you so much for here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Leo. We'll see you very soon. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you for joining me. October is Pride Month in Taiwan, and in Taiwan, we're very proud of our LGBT accomplishments. Taiwan legalized same-sex marriage just last year, and since then, over 4,000 same-sex couples got married. October 31st was also when Taiwan held its Pride Parade. Now, it was the only full-scale Pride Parade that was held amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So for this week's Hashtag Taiwan, I thought it'd be appropriate to keep the spotlight on LGBT issues. Now, every year, Taiwan's Armed Forces holds collective weddings for service members to help encourage the fertility rate. This year, there was a big accomplishment wherein two same-sex couples got married at one of these mass weddings. I'm going to talk about it coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. October is Pride Month, and as one of the most LGBT-friendly countries in the world, Taiwan is not shying away from celebrating Pride. Last year, Taiwan officially made same-sex marriage legal. But we didn't stop there. We're still making great progress despite the COVID-19 pandemic. For one, Taipei will be the only country in the world to host a full-scale Pride Parade since the pandemic began. It will take place in Taipei on October 31st. Halloween! Taiwan also recently hosted the very first Asia Rainbow Ride, a biking event geared toward raising LGBT awareness. Finally, earlier this week, Taipei became the first city in Asia to join the Rainbow Cities Network, a worldwide coalition of cities that promote LGBT-friendly policies. By the way, that Rainbow Street mural is right outside Taipei City Hall. I actually passed by it just as they were finishing it and managed to snap this shot. It felt good knowing that the place where I lived was committed to fostering a friendly environment for all groups of people. Anyway, Taiwan is not letting anything get in the way of LGBT progress. Lawmakers are trying to expand same-sex marriage laws to be more inclusive. But the big story of the week on social media involves Taiwan's army. 
Since 2014, Taiwan's armed forces have held collective weddings every year to encourage soldiers to help raise Taiwan's fertility rate. In 2019, after same-sex marriage passed, three same-sex couples applied to get married in one of those weddings. But all three withdrew their registration at the last minute due to social pressure. In 2020, however, two same-sex couples will be getting married at this year's army wedding. Meet Wang Yi and Meng Youmei, and Chen Yingxuan and Li Lizhen. The Taiwan Army's Facebook page published photos of couples getting married at its collective wedding planned for October 30th. Netizens were supportive of all the brides and grooms-to-be. However, these two same-sex couples stole the show. Their wedding announcements garnered over 40,000 likes, 2,500 comments, and 1,800 shares. Taiwan's major media outlets picked up the story, and the two couples are all over social media. I think it's important to realize just how significant accomplishments like this are for the LGBT community. Kuang Ting Cheng commented on one of the photos, saying, Not only did you make your presence felt, but you also make our voice heard. So, so proud of you. I mean, I love that. A lot. Here's to Wang Meng, Chen, and Li. Here's to all the same-sex couples out there hoping for an equal chance at love. You guys deserve nothing but happiness, and as excited as I am for this LGBT first in Taiwan, well, I just hope that one day we can look at something like this and go, just another wedding. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I enjoyed making it. For those of you who don't know, Hashtag Taiwan is part of Taiwan Insider, a weekly television news show produced by Radio Taiwan International. If you'd like to check it out, then head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider or facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International. If you prefer YouTube, then of course check out our YouTube channel at RTI English. You can see our news videos and episodes of Taiwan Insider, as well as extra features. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is a program where we read your letters that you write to us and tell us what programs you listened to, especially in the last week, and um, just what you think about those programs. Give us details and, uh, you know, this uh, listening quality and all that. But before we get to your letters, though, we're going to update our own personal stats a little bit. We're mostly for John today because <laughs> um, apparently it's, um, yes, your pet rabbit's uh, one-year-old birthday just uh, in the last couple of days. Not a birthday. He's like already seven or something. Oh, it's a, oh, oh, a bunny anniversary. Oh. He, right. came, he came home bunny with me a year ago. Right, right, right. He's been in your home just for a year now. Just over a year now. Oh, mm. that is so awesome. Yeah, we always hear about Snowball, but... We want to hear more about details about him, how he's doing, what he's been up to, you know. He's been sleeping. He's so lazy. (laughs) Yeah, we hear about that. Yeah, we've heard that you say that before. He's always so lazy. But 
Um, but you're trying something new with him. How has that worked out? You know, um, like getting him to exercise and other kind of stuff. It hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> he does what uh, he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how do you manage to try to get him exercise? I mean, what do you do? Do you buy him a new gadget, a new toy he, or something? Uh, what do you do? He's not into them. Yeah. So how, Rabbits how do you? Generally, I mean, so th- if you look on YouTube, you'll see rab- rabbits playing with the, these little toys. Hmm? But no rabbit that I've ever known has been really... That thrilled lazy, with them. Mean? No, oh, like, oh, oh, oh. they mostly just think feel like that whatever you give them to play with is like in the way, and they get really frustrated <laughs> with it. They're very p- particular about where things are. Like they'll rearrange their furniture if they don't like where you put their litter box. They'll mo- they'll they'll move it. Oh, that is so cute. Oh, so, I would have wanted to see him do that. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. No, he likes to he likes to sleep. Yeah. And when you let him out to run around, he'll find somewhere to sleep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> lay down. Wow. Maybe you can give some details because some of the listeners probably don't know about Snowball. Um, I mean, you know, he's he's white, right? Or what little, color? He has a little, slightly, well, it depends on the season, a little very slight tinge of gray. A tinge of gray because gray it's turning back. winter. Yeah. That's because what? Because I think the first time you showed me pictures, he was like white. That, well, yeah, it comes and goes, I think. Yeah. So. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah. yeah okay. So he's a... Um, How heavy is he now? Uh, I think <laughs> you, I guess you bring him to, you know, the vet, you know, every now and then I to get a checkup, right? He hasn't had one lately. He's, he doesn't like the vet. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, who, who does, you know? Yeah. But yeah, basically, uh-huh. well, they found him in a park. Uh, I guess he'd been abandoned by his previous owner. Oh, uh, he no. Had a, he had That's a, terrible. At some point, a broken leg. Well, they, the company, the, uh, not company, the uh, Rabbit Rescue Society. Yes. Here, um, they get phone calls all th- and emails all the time oh, or texts. Okay. Um, About, yeah. People, they see them in parks. And because uh, I guess owners just who are not very responsible think that they can just be released in the wild. They're not I able know, to survive in the wild. Happens. They're domesticated. Yeah. Um, so he had a broken leg of, and oh, uh, no. several of his nails were missing. Huh. Uh, he had mites. Oh. Uh, I'm told when they found him, he was not in great shape. But uh, now he is one lazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> But he's got a great owner. Hey, yeah. Well, no, he's a good guy. Uh, I was actually, d- d- I made a video about him for Taiwan Insider. Uh, what I didn't mention right. was I was one of I was one of three people who uh, wanted to adopt him. He was one of the most popular oh, ones there. I know. What did you have to do to finally, you know, win other candidates over and um, got Snowball? Well, for one thing, the people at there at the rescue, and they have over 100 rabbits. They still do, although they they come and go. Oh. As people, people, a lot of them find nice homes. Um, That's good. It's, it's, we have a little Facebook group. Uh, you see pictures of people from all, you know, little postcards from yeah. all of them from now and them who've been adopted. Um, yeah, uh, well, I guess they they realized that I was a bit obsessed. <laughs> I used to like run out of work and. Yeah, grab a taxi. that's it. That's what did it because you were like going there whenever you could and be a Almost, volunteer worker there. Well, and then after work, because they close pretty early, but mm-hmm. I still would take like an hour long taxi ride. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. Yeah, you really went out of your way. Wow. Um, and then you I have to build a bunny place and take so you, pictures of it and show them. Right, right. At home, you know, where um, you're going to have him sleep and, you know, be fed. And, that was a bit yeah. of an involved process. And then there's an I'm interview. Sure. And so it's all, um, it's been Very a year. serious. It's hard to believe it's been a year. It's been a year. I know. It's hard to believe. Time really flies. Yeah. But um, I, I, I did he like, get any bigger? Um, slightly. He, so 
Is he now adult size? Was, is he going to keep growing? He was adult size before. Oh, okay, okay. They oh, found okay. him. He was already five or oh. they guess five or six. Oh, so. I see. Yeah, uh, okay. good buddy. Um, he makes sure that I don't slack off. Yeah. <laughs> I always write my. He slacks off, and you can't slack off. Most of what you hear me record, I write next uh-huh. to him. Yeah. I have my computer out Aww. on a little folding table and do you sleep in the same room with him no he has his own room he's very spoiled (gasps) he's got his own room (laughs) he has his own room. no wonder he's spoiled oh my goodness yeah but of course it's bunny proofed though it's safe for him yeah that's good i've made we've made sure that there's nothing he's got his own bed um just without a mattress right well some of them actually do sleep in little tiny ikea beds it's the cutest thing like for dolls (laughs) really you know those little doll bells At the shelter, some of them have learned how to. It's the, it is the most adorable thing. Oh, and these they're huge bunnies. Those yeah. ones. Oh wow. Um, they have some that uh are really enormous. The white kind of lab rabbits, and sadly the New Zealand whites with the pink eyes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They learn how to use a bed. It's the cutest <laughs> thing. Oh wow. So what do you generally uh, feed Snowball? They all eat gr- grass is their main. Oh okay. Thing. You feed them. Um, so you have to buy these. You can't just... The society has tons okay. of it for sale. Um, they have a, fresh a, grass. It's cut and it's okay. packaged. Um, oh. There's different varieties, actually, though. I never knew how many types of grass, like hay, that yeah. there were. Wow. Because it depends on their age, what you feed them, their mm-hmm. weight, their health condition. They advise different types, different oh, nu- really? nutri- nutritional qualities. Wow. It doesn't sound easy. <laughs> they get uh, a scoop of little uh, feed, which is also made from grass and grains twice a day. Oh, okay. So that's it. All right. Oh, some treats now and then. Uh-huh. Maybe a bit of. They don't eat carrots, real. Well, they do, but like they I don't just eat just say... carrots. Contrary to what people will have you believe. I know. That's what I thought. They do like carrots, but they shouldn't have more than. Yeah. Well, you know, I love carrots, and actually, mm-hmm. you know, I help out with at church. You know, like taking care of kids. Mm-hmm. I give myself a nickname. I'm a carrot teacher. What's that mean? Just the stick. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I love carrots. So, okay, but anyway. A... Uh, I, he doesn't like to go out very much. Uh, um, okay, I'm, that's my next project is to get him. He's very nervous. Oh, oh. yeah, that could be tough. Not at, at home, fine, but okay. uh, any any yeah. type of transportation, not okay. We haven't found in restaurants where they actually allow rabbits. I mean, we've got restaurants that allow cats and dogs, but there or, are restaurants or cats or dogs. Have rabbits there. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Um, Okay. And uh, what I mean though is like I thought I've seen rabbits at like the Pride Parade, for instance. Yeah. And, and I can't imagine all that noise and all those people. He wouldn't, I know. He wouldn't be okay don't with be that. Scared. Yeah. No. Very, very timid, very lazy, but very, very <laughs> gentle. Doesn't really bite. He wouldn't okay. bite. Never bite a person. Um, That's snowball. It's, it's been a year. Oh my oh, goodness. Wow. Give yourself a pat on the shoulder. That was longer than I expected <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Sorry there about you go. that. That's okay. Oh, we always want to hear about snowball. Anyway, so every now and then you're going to give an update about it. Okay. Okay. Well, he's probably just been sleeping though so. <laughs> okay all right well it's time that we get to your letters we always love to hear from you too and just what you think about our program so write us at p.o box 123-199 type taiwan or send us an email our address is rti at rti.org.tw and if you'd like you can also contact us through facebook and youtube all right i've got a letter here from hidemitsu miyake and uh, he says, hello, Radio Taiwan International. Oh, sorry. He's writing us from Japan. Um, it says here, please email the report. Please accept this report of my reception of the station. I'll be finding it in, of interest. So if you listen in October 25th from 0300 to UTC at 15320 kilohertz. And uh, simple rating was 33222 to 
2-4-3-3-2. I guess it can be better. And he says, as crisp and clear autumn days continue, how are you doing in Taiwan? Yeah, we are turning autumn here. Um, it's getting a little cool. Chilly. Chilly. Um, and it says, uh, I'm grateful you could get your reply. We only have two more months left this year. That is true. Time really flies. I like want, we're I'm saying. wondering, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I don't mean, know. I hope that, like, you always wonder, does 2021 have something else in store? Oh, yeah. You know? We do hope that things will return better when we turn the new year. But uh, It could go I, either way, though. So you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. You never know. <laughs> the thing is that, you know, I always feel sad at the end of the year. Mm, not this Remember year. Remember you telling me? Yeah, I always feel sad. Anyway, so... All right. Well, thank you so much. And I hope that you give us more details next time when you do write us. And again, that was Hidemitsu Miyake of Japan. We have a letter here from Roger Tidy, who's writing to us from London. It says, hello again. Greetings to all at RTI. I hope you all are well. Here is my second report for this month, which is for your broadcast of October 21st. Programs heard here in Taiwan and just the classics. Under comments, it says, Here in Taiwan included an interesting variety of items, starting with a report about the attitudes of Taiwanese people to the two U.S. presidential candidates. Referring to a survey of attitudes on this subject in eight Asian countries, it was revealed that unlike people in the other seven surveyed countries, Taiwanese people want Trump to win the election, although it was also noted that they don't trust him. The next item focused on a bookstore in Taiwan that is pitch black, except for the area near the bookshelves. Whilst this might be a good publicity gimmick, I can't help thinking that it won't achieve much in terms of boosting sales. Probably most of the visitors attracted to the shop will only go there for the experience rather than make a purchase. <laughs> that is true. Certainly can't read very well. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, because everywhere else is dark, because I, I had that story. And I'm afraid that people are just going to fall flat on their face, you know, not finding their way to the books. <laughs> Later in the same program, there was an even more offbeat story concerning the strange questions that Taiwanese people ask government officials, such as the person who wanted to be told how long it takes for the spirit to leave a dead body. <laughs> I saw I that on the news. A... I, I saw that in the news and went, what? this has to be made up. But apparently, <laughs> yeah. we have a secondary source here. Right. Okay, so someone must really did ask that. The other program heard in this day's broadcast was just the classics, which this time showcased some enjoyable English language songs recorded by Coco Lee. As usual, I listened to the above program on the internet, where the sound quality was mostly good, although there was a slight humming sound in the background for the first minute or so of just the classics. Best wishes, Roger Tidy. All right, I've got a letter here from Jayanta Chakrabarti, who's writing us from, from New Delhi, India. It says here, Dear friends at RTI, I'm, I'm delighted to write you again. Here's a report on your news program of October 23rd, uh, which I listened on the 31 MB shortwave with good reception quality. Well, that's good to know. Um, so he had the details here. It says RTI reports that one of his staff members at the Washington, D.C. office of the Taiwan Economic and Cultural Office has contacted uh, has contracted COVID-19. He has since been put under home quarantine and all the other members are being tested for the disease. And then there's the uh, firm commitment that the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic is minimized for the country's economy. The Taiwanese government passes the third stimulus bill. There is an additional allocation of 7.3 billion, uh, I guess it's uh, Taiwan dollars, towards medical care and businesses. And then in a terse reminder to China's belligerent policy towards Taiwan, the country's top China policy body, that would be uh, the Mainland Affairs Council, has stated that showing weakness to China will not achieve peace. It is the view that China instead uh, of following a hostile policy should act in good faith and come to terms with Taiwan's commitment to democracy, peace and equality. Okay, so um, reception quality was four across the board. He listened in at 1600 to 1700 UTC at 9405 kilohertz. 
with a YB80 Grundig transistor radio with telescopic antenna. Wishing RTI team good health and happiness. Well, same to you. With warm regards, Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. We've got a letter here from Brian Newell, who's writing to us from Logansport in Indiana in the U.S. It says here, Dear RTI, it is good to hear stories of the hard work and innovation that made the dream of quality Taiwan wine a reality. <laughs> that was a remarkable story. I'm glad I found that. Yeah. Met, met the spokesperson. For right, that. right. Uh, in the same way, may your dreams bear fruit over time, given continuous effort and attention. Best wishes in all programming. Brian Newell. Uh, this begins October 17th with the episode of Curious John that was about Taiwan wine. Um, we don't advertise here. And actually, it's almost, it's really hard to buy. They don't make very much of it. But uh, right. not RTI, education. but me uh-huh. saying uh, it was really good. Oh. <laughs> and don't usually care very much for, for like, wine. You care more for beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Right. Uh, great work, guys. Uh, and thanks to Sean Huang for telling me that, sharing that story with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was a, a ear to the ground andrew driver talked about a driver's test with a score of 85 percent out of 100 and then there was an episode of feast meets west about national day i wonder what they ate on national day there aren't really national day foods <laughs> uh oh they talked about red bean fluffy cake okay oh okay Ooh. that sounds nice mm-hmm. oh song mei ling loved the cake that's why that's oh that particular dish is and i'm not sure if uh they talked about this in the program, but is a specialty of the Grand Hotel, which is our neighbor. Yeah, right. So maybe I bet you they, they, if they did eat it during the program, that's where they got it from. Mm. They just walked in. And <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, and uh, an episode of Ear to the Ground where Andrew talked about a Taiwan beer bottle tapped with a chopstick as part of a sound art installation. That sounds like fun. Huh. Uh, well, that comes once to us once again to us from Ryan Newell in Logan Sport, Indiana in the U.S., Okay, I've got an email here. Uh, it's coming to us from an Andrew, he didn't give his last name, of Bournemouth in the UK. He says, um, I was listening to your program in English on 9405 kilohertz and uh, at, at, I guess, 1600 uh, UTC. And I try to listen to your broadcast most days. I find your content very interesting with local news and international comments. The music was very restful and good and good listening. I have a ICOM 8600 radio with 80 feet deep hole aerial um, antenna, I guess. Your signal had light fading and at 1700 hours, splash from 9400 kilohertz. And then um, I said, I love the combination of male and female presenters. Keep up the good work. Well, good to hear from you. So that was again, Andrew from Bournemouth of the UK. Thank you. And we've got a letter here coming to us from... Muralidar M. of Bangalore, India. It says here, Dear Madam and Sir, I listen to the great programs broadcast by Radio Taiwan International. I would like to report reception for Radio Taiwan International's shortwave service in English. This is a report about our October 18th broadcast from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. The Sinpo was uh, mostly Good. 43444. That sounds fair. Okay. Uh, The program details were in the spotlight. A traveler backpacking in Asia when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Oh, no. Yeah, this woman from Italy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Classic shorts about how the moon inspires an artist. News playlist and an episode of On the Line, which featured an interview with the ambassador of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. You know, it's really uh, interesting. I think I know uh, that day. Actually, sometimes... 
there are like ambassadors' cars with diplomatic plates. Yeah. Really fancy cars parked right out in front of the station. They usually like black cars. Yeah, yeah, right? I always yeah. Think, I always think to myself, oh, Carlson's got an interview today. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Anyway, well, that's it for this week's uh, status update. Thank you so much for joining us. And we do want to continue to hear from you. So write us at PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email our way. You can reach us at rti at rti.org.tw. As also, you can reach us on Facebook and YouTube as well. We look forward to reading your comments there. All right. Well, happy November. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.